Welcome back, Locked On Bulldogs. And I don't know if you understand this, Daniel. When you win a national championship okay. in back-to-back years, all right, people who have nothing good happening in their life not a dang thing. Have to come back and tell you why your back-to-back national championship winning quarterback is nothing like you say he is. Because this just in, they've been doing nothing for three weeks, Daniel. No, nothing. Not a dang thing. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about them as well as national picture one more time here on Locked on Bulldogs. You are Locked on Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, everybody? Daniel and Clint back at it again. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for listening. Um, we are the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast, your official Lockdown podcast of the back-to-back mm. national champion Georgia Bulldogs. Daniel, Daniel, say it again. See, what they did is they won the national championship. Okay. And then they did that thing again. They just ran it back. The previous year. It's, it's now been... It's not even been zero years since Georgia's won a national championship. I mean, we're starting to get into the negative years at this point. We're just stacking them up on top of each other since Georgia's won the national championship. Listen, even though the national championship doesn't count because players were injured on other teams, and so we know for a fact that those national championships do not count, um, we're still going to celebrate them anyway. We're still going to cheer for our team anyway. And um, if you're a Georgia fan, thanks so much for being here. Um, subscribe to the audio side of the podcast. Um, a lot of you guys have been doing that, and we appreciate it. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find this as well. And then if you're listening on audio, jump on over to the YouTube, subscribe there. It's It was a minor stroke. Listen, it's been a long week. You didn't have an episode yesterday. It's a business we casual episode today. <laughs> we we the dress code is in is intact. Speaking of dress code, Clint, yes. why don't you get over to the one ninety nine bonfire.com slash store slash the one ninety nine. You want a Kirby Death March shirt? We you got want that. Th- are you a loyal third segment listener if you don't have a loyal third segment listener shirt? People, people are, are asking. They're asking, Daniel. People are asking. Clint, um, tell the people what we're going to talk about in segment yeah. one, and I'm going to go get the cord to my laptop. <laughs> As Daniel does that, uh, we're talking about Stetson reaction. The internet was a buzz, uh, and many people came down into the paint where Daniel and I are firmly situated to talk about our take on Stetson. So we're going to talk about that. Segment two, we're going to talk about the national championship in review one more time. Still things left on the bone from the last time we talked about it. And then lastly, uh, we're talking Mike White and this basketball team for UGA because I'll tell you what right now, this guy over here, me, who is very anti-basketball, turns out I am very pro-basketball team after Mike White. But first, let's start with Stetson Bennett uh, and the reaction that we were getting. Daniel, I came on the show. And again, no hyperbole. And uh, this is my favorite thing about sports fandom. I, I texted this to intern Michael today. Okay. He was not working, so I had to remind him to start working. Does he work? No. I don't know. He doesn't do it. I Independently said, wealthy. 
I said, can't hide money. You I cannot. said, there are two things in my life I really enjoy. Sports fandom and logically consistent arguments. But those two things don't match up together in life, Daniel. They actually hate each other. They're diametric, they diametrically opposed. Um, because logically, again, let me let me just run down. We said Stetson Bennett was the best quarterback in college football history. The greatest quarterback in college football history. Again, we are not saying, and this is where the logical inconsistency comes. I did not say he's going to have the best pro career. Lord God in heaven. I never said he was the most talented. Not the most physically gifted. Never said that. I said on the only metric that matters, winning national championships in the hardest era to do it with the composite best roster ever Nick Saban revenge tour that couldn't make it Mm -hmm. against the SEC against all odds when a defense is doing well when a defense is not doing well Stetson stepped up four MVPs for four playoff games two back-to-back national championships the first Georgia quarterback to ever go over 4,000 yards in a season the best fourth quarter numbers ever the highest graded quarterback this year I can keep going and people keep on telling me but uh, but uh, Tim Tebow had 6,000 yards in a season Cam Cam Newton is talented did he win a Heisman There is one metric, Daniel, and one metric only. I understand that Carson Beck has as many national championship rings as Stetson Bennett does. So it's not like we believe winning is a quarterback stat. Don't make that argument to me. Leading your team to wins is a quarterback stat. And he led the team in every aspect because we were down to Ohio State not once, two times. By 14 or more points. Two times 14 points. Um, It's the Tom Brady argument, and I just won't hear anyone speak to me about it until they defend Tom Brady is not the greatest NFL quarterback of all time because he's not the most physically gifted. Not even close. Not at one at one point in his career, never has never he been the most physically gifted quarterback. Half. He has been the bottom half physically in every single year he's been in the league. He has had great statistical years, sure. and he's also had statistical years that are not as great. It's, it's the fact that he leads his team to do the only thing that the team is trying to do. And that is win the games in front of them. That's all Stetson Bennett's done. And he's done it by putting up great numbers. And he's done it by being clutch. And he's done it by being heroic in the fourth quarters of t- of countless games. And so, no, there won't be another Stetson Bennett argument. Oh. And I want to go one more, Clint. One more. And this will be the last time I speak on this. But I've just, I just can't stand it anymore. The The... The how delusional are these Georgia kids that they thought everyone was doubting them. No one was doubting this program. No one was doubting Georgia. Here's the thing that you might not be able to understand. (laughs) If you live a mediocre life. Yes. Okay. And that's. That's most of you from these other fan bases that are coming into my mentions right now. If you lead a painfully mediocre existence, like you've never done anything exceptional, 
You could not possibly understand that the drive to be exceptional mm-hmm. does something to you that's that's different than the average person. Do you realize that for this Georgia team to be told you're going to win 10 games and not win the SEC championship and be okay. left out of the playoff, do you realize that that is insulting to them because they're not trying to be good. Correct. They're trying to be elite. I got a quick question for you, Daniel. Can you name a team who lost two games this year, didn't make it into an SEC or to a playoff, and this year is a waste according to them? That's to a them. good team who believes that this season was a total loss. Okay. A total waste. Okay. That's Alabama. Mm-hmm. And when you predicted that Georgia would do that, uh-huh. you predicted you you predicted they would go seven and five. In the minds of a Georgia football player, they're the same thing. Do you understand that? Ten and two and six and six are the same thing because in the minds of all these of the Georgia kids. And doesn't get you a national championship, doesn't get you SEC, doesn't get you anything that Georgia is aspiring to. Kirby counts as a failure. He wins national championship. That's his goal every single year. So if that's not your goal, if your goal is to just make a competitive time out there, then sure. Congratulations, Mississippi State. If you picked them to finish fifth in the final rankings of the year. Which, by the way, swing your sword. That That was not a dig at Mike Leach. You have... You have disrespected them. Correct. You have you have disrespected this Georgia team. If you pre- if you predicted that they would win ten games and finish fifth, because Kirby knows that losers win ten games and finish fifth, and that's exactly what happened to Alabama. And so again. does Nick Saban. He knows that losers do that. And David Pollock told him right to his face. I love the narrative, by the way, that David Pollock made Kirby, made Nick Saban so mad that he's going to try next year. Like, oh, you don't know what you've done, David Pollock. Nick Saban's yeah. going to be mad now. I'm sorry. Uh, am I to believe he was not giving his full effort That's, on this? Is that what I'm time. to believe? One more time. The guy at the end of the bar who keeps on telling you how tough he is, you don't have to fear him one bit. No, that ain't the guy. And that's Nick Saban that telling you. That ain't no Stetson Bennett, I promise no, you No, Stetson Bennett is actually yeah. taking your date He's out that the dude. back. As you are talking about how he's tough him, you are. yeah. <laughs> um, hey, we're gonna come back after this, but first, I want to talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your mm. sportsbook experts. They are fantastic at everything mm. they do. We how the account there. looking, Clint? How the, the account? How the account was, looking? Was emptied before the game. Yeah. Now, now she no. full. No, she full, are, Clint. We are ready to go to Mike White season of Bet Online because we are out here. Bet Online is the official sportsbook experts of Locked On Bulldogs and Locked On Podcasts. Everywhere is a place to find all the news, all the scores, all the odds, over unders, win totals, everything. NFL playoff for. odds coming it's on coming. there. You, it's, it's the season. There's still great football to watch sure on tv why and so you, why don't you just go ahead over there and sprinkle a little little on the niners against Uh-oh. the seahawks just Uh-oh. go ahead and take that spread that it's gonna be just fine niners Brock Purdy out here oh you want to talk you want to talk about a good qb you want to talk Purdy about out here come on now uh bet online the official sports book experts of locked on bulldogs and all locked on podcast network shows they're the place that daniel and i trust the most 
All right, Clint. So, um, Georgia won the national championship game by 58 points the other night. Um, any other thoughts on that? Did I have you? many. Thoughts. I have right. many other thoughts, Daniel. Right. Can we please? I want to go back, and and I don't know what this exactly means. I do know definitively. I know one thing, and secondly, I don't know another. I want to talk about the defensive backs. Okay. okay. I know definitively. I'm sorry. We have you oh, talk about the defensive backs. Okay. I'm gonna begin. Have, I'm begin feeding the ducks. We have we have uh, Kamari Lasseter. I'm sorry I spoke anything ill against you against Ohio State. Mm. I'm you are the you are him. You are mm. that guy. Mm. You are that dude. And by the way, Daniel and I have made many a prediction on cornerbacks, and they have been plenty wrong. We're over a thousand. But I can tell you this much, Kamari. I have no fear of you no. next year coming back and leading this defensive back room. That is a dog, Daniel. That's a dog. Okay. Also, so, Keely Ringo, unbelievable game. I'm second sorry. thing that I don't know anything. Yep. <laughs> Keely Ringo, I'm sorry. Yep. You played out of your mind against TCU. I mean, the man came out. The man came out and absolutely made a statement in this game. This is the part where I don't know because, Daniel, he may have vaulted himself back up into the top 15 all of a sudden with this game. Falcons going to draft him at eight, Clint. And Ooh. Falcons going to draft him at eight. Or maybe the Falcons are going to draft Broderick Jones at if eight. If you want a better, if you want a, a... Maybe the Falcons can go out, get Broderick Jones at number eight. Okay. That's the move right there. Look, this defensive back room is loaded. It is talented. Kamari Lasseter is the hardest tackling cornerback I have Kamari seen. Kamari Lasseter and Malachi Starks anchoring this defensive backs unit. I know there's holes to Bull fill. Bullard I mean, going back too. I know, yeah, that's right. I know there's holes to fill, sure. right? I know that there's gonna, there's, you know, you gotta have somebody step up a corner. You gotta have, you know, somebody fill in a safety. I know there's people. I know the pipeline is rich. I know there's a lot of good players. It's you can't just replace Christopher Smith like you that, that. You cannot do that. I promise you, you cannot do that. But you love what you have in Malachi Starks, who's probably one of the better playmakers we've had in the secondary in a long time. And then you got a guy like Kamari Lasseter, who's not just a, a corner who keeps getting better and better, but he's, uh, as to your point, he's as physical of a defender as you're ever going to find. And um, with as much perimeter game as is out there in college football right now, with as much wide stuff as gets run, you have got to have corners who can get off blocks and who can make tackles and who can get guys on the ground. And that's a huge that's a huge piece Absolutely. for this Georgia, for this Georgia team. Um, I, I want to go back to. I want to go back to the running backs okay. in this game, okay. because didn't get a lot of mention, but I thought all three of them. I'm mean, I'm gonna exclude Branson for a minute because he's sort of another a whole another conversation. I'll, I'll anchor that segment then when okay. it comes. But I thought all three of the starters at running back, and Georgia has don't don't get it twisted. Georgia has three starting running backs. I know it doesn't make mathematical sense, but what he just said is true. Absolutely true. And I thought all three of them played great. Dejan Edwards, I thought, had been 
possibly fading a bit as the season had gone on. Correct. And I thought he stepped up and played one of his better games of the year. Kendall Milton played his best game as a Georgia Bulldog ever. And he didn't have, you know, a 50-yard house call or anything like that. But I thought Kendall Milton played unbelievably great. You have got to be freaking excited when you think about when you think about Kendall Milton. And I'm talking about Kendall Milton, the bell cow. Uh, Like Kendall Milton who is, you know, Dajun's here and Branson's coming in to spell, but sure. Kendall Milton is that, he is that dude next year. And you you got to be excited about that. I want to talk about Kenny Mack's place among Georgia running backs, though, for a minute. I already told you. Let's let's start the floor. Okay. Daniel. Where, I'm just going to ask you point blank. Where is Kenny Mack? among the University of Georgia running. You don't have to start at one and go down. Just just give me an idea of his place. I'll tell you who he's eclipsed. I I said he's eclipsed DeAndre Swift. I think he has eclipsed DeAndre Swift. not a question. I love DeAndre Swift. Of course you do. Okay. It's not a question. I I even want to go so far. It's going to be a hard one. I'm questioning if he's eclipsed. <sighs> I'm questioning if he's eclipsed, Sonny Michelle. I'm questioning if he's eclipsed. It's interesting because you think about the fact that, you know, this is the only year Kenny Mack has had to carry the load. But Sony never had to carry the load in his Georgia career. Not he once. never was the guy. And I know that this year Georgia rotated a lot of back as well. But you just think about the things that Kenny McIntosh can do. That wheel route scores a touchdown for Lad McConkey. You understand? Kenny McIntosh running that wheel route, not just on that play, but Kenny McIntosh mm-hmm. putting on tape what he's able to do coming out of the backfield. Makes, I know we gave this guy absolute hell while we were watching the game, right? Number one for TCU. He is objectively a very good corner. He is objectively a very good corner (laughs) this season. He has been. He He has has played well. He has played well. You you finally got me to agree. I got there. I got there. What Kenny Mac, the threat of Kenny McIntosh scores that touchdown because, first of all, Todd Munkin just schemes a perfect play. He gets a two on one with two of our fastest, best, best, biggest playmakers on one side of the field. Um, Kenny Mac's versatility, his improvement as a, as a running back, and he's always had among the best hands on the entire team. Kenny McIntosh is going to make somebody very happy next year. Yes, sir. I'm telling you right now, I, I don't know what when he's going to go. That one's the most confusing thing to me. I don't know what round he's going to go. But he is a plug-and-play running back. Whatever scheme you run and whoever you have at running back, I don't care. He will compliment anyone as anyone. well as take over any down you need him to. Any, he won't 
be a starter next year on an NFL team. Nope. But he will score touchdowns on an NFL team. Is he top four in running backs at UGA? Is this what we're saying? No, he can't be. Top top five? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know where you put him. He's sni- at least this. He's sniffing. He's which sniffing at the top him. five. And we're talking about the deepest position in the history of college football That's rosters. I mean. Georgia running back. Okay? So it doesn't get any... You don't get any any better company than that no. in terms of college football players. So, yeah. And then, Clint, mm. Branson Robinson. <laughs> Branson, I know they retired. I know they had quit on the I, game. I, I want to be fair. I want to be fair. I TCU had quit on the game. But the play that was not called a touchdown where he was marked down on the one yard line. I know the touchdown run, the one play touchdown drive, we get a sack on fourth down. That's the only moment in the game that I remotely felt bad for TCU. I was like, boy, this is tough. This is tough. (laughs) This is getting tough. But that run. When he's just throwing fools. He just dragging people to the goal line, dragging their lifeless corpses. Like barnacles, like human barnacles attached to him. That was one of the more exhilarating runs I've seen from a running back since since Nick Chubb was in Athens. Do you? It, yes, I mean it's an easy comparison. I get it. The Nick Chubb easy comparison. I'm not comparing him to Nick Chubb. I'm just telling you the last time I felt that way watching a Georgia running back was Nick Chubb. The memories, the the feels, if you will. Yeah, it's something special. Last thing I'll say before we go to break and come back talking about Mike White, you realize that Georgia now again is the standard. Polycatic, correct? We are the standard. Yeah, Um, that's right. Locked on Alabama will will one day get there. They'll get there. Well, no, they won't. No, they will not. Do you realize that again? It's like looking at your little brother, and each time he would come home from school, the older brother would be like, "Well, you know, I got my I got my manager job, or I I got." this girl, or I got this car. And each time he came back, he upped you in that regard. He had a better job than you when you visited for Christmas. He had the better car. He had the better, all of these things started to happen. The thing that confuses me about every other fan base is when you look at Georgia, all of the, oh, yeah, but they don't, they don't have quarterbacks. I mean, sure that running back you and they have all this and they have a defense, but can you look at the quarterback? First of all, shut your mouth. We have the greatest quarterback of all time. Secondly, you. if you want stars, well, they come. Have, they come in. So <laughs> we're combining all of these things together, and you're going to run out of excuses eventually. I swear you will, but of course they won't. No. Uh, hey, we're going to come back after this, talk about Mike White and this Georgia basketball team. But first, we want to talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. How do we know? We've tried them. They have puffs. They have crisps. They taste like a candy bar, but they're not a candy bar. I don't know how it's possible. I don't know what they did, Daniel. Some make it sort of magic. Some I, sort of leprechauns. Dis- leprechauns I mean, did it. This made with real unicorn. Okay, real unicorn. I don't this, know if it is or not. That's not part of the ad read. We're just tell- we're just speculating here. <laughs> Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on the planet. Mm-hmm. We know that because we've tried them. They are keto approved. They are. On-the-go meal replacement, pre-workout, post-workout, during-workout, high in fiber, low in sugar, high in protein. 
Uh, they are the candy bar weight protein oh, bar that tastes is. like a candy bar. They're fantastic. Go get them right now. You can get a 13 pack over at Sam's Club. Uh, buy them in bulk. Get them going on builtbar.com. Every single thing that you need in a protein bar with great taste. And we're not lying. We've tried them. We believe in them. Builtbar.com. Daniel, I feel like I need to just say the word. Hold on. Okay. He's, he's going he's gonna to set the mood. I just I thought you were going to apologize to me for making for taking this long. For I'm not apologizing to, to anybody. Wow. I feel the best way I could respect is just say the words Mike White and then let you speak. It You know who loves Georgia basketball? Kirby and Mary Beth Smart as Gosh, is evidenced by their attendance tonight. It's Wednesday nights we're recording this obviously. Georgia gets another win over Mississippi State this time. Uh, Mississippi State, who is a tournament team, Georgia beats another tournament team in conference play. Sorry. Georgia has now doubled their conference win total from last season. No, you mean, you mean, you mean, wait, hold on. Georgia has now doubled their regular season win total from last season. But the season's not over, Daniel. No, there's still months left it's of only... the season. Okay, it's well. mid-January right now, okay. not even. So, um, two and one in conference play. Um, this Georgia basketball team is so much fun to watch, and if you're not careful, mm. you're gonna run into a. I'm gonna try. I'm just trying to bring all the football people in. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna run into a Stetson Bennett type situation with this Georgia basketball team if you're not careful, because real quick, real quick now, uh -oh. this Georgia basketball team is transitioning from a great story to being pretty darn good, Daniel, like I, actually I asked, good. I asked you before the season, and I think we said, "Hey, make some noise in the SEC," and I said, "When can we expect a dance invite coming?" And you said, I uh, got to get his guys, maybe a couple of years down the road, got to recruit. Said, Give me way down the road. And then what happened? And then what happened is Georgia's going to the NCAA tournament this year. I honestly believe that. I really do. I wish, I honestly legitimately wish I could fight you because it would stop me from getting hope, but I can't fight you because We're everything here. tells me this is the case. This team is clicking. This team is one of the better defensive teams that Georgia's had. Now, that's not a surprise. We got Mike White as our coach as opposed to Tom Crean. That is, you're going to be a better defensive team. That's not a surprise. The offense that this unit is playing right now is getting better and better every week. The shot making is getting better and better every week. Um, and Georgia has got some bona fide dudes on this team dudes terry roberts is a freaking all sec point guard this might be the best point guard in the southeastern conference daniel we lost a uh, a player transferred on out everybody bemoaned and said oh no to a rival best point guard in the sec yada 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 you talking about that guy that got beat by Georgia a few 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 days ago? That's what I'm talking about, Dave. Oh, okay. Well, see, this Bradley kid comes in 
Terry Roberts, and this is just a straight New York City point guard. And Georgia has not had a guy like this. He go gets his own shot. He yep. go gets other people's shots. He does whatever he wants with the ball in his hands on the court. And then I cannot emphasize to you enough, if you want to know what a job Mike White has done, mm-hmm. look at Braylon Bridges. Oh, yes. Don't look at the points per game because Braylon Bridges actually shot the ball really well last year. He averaged, you know, he led the SEC in field goal percentage. He he averaged double digits, you know, points per game. But watch the games last year. And I say this with understanding that what I'm saying is an insult. But he was soft. He was just straight up soft last year. And when bigger, more physical teams would play against Braylon Bridges, he would disappear in those games. There's a reason that Frank Anselm started this season as Georgia's center. Because Frank Anselm plays defense. He rebounds, and he's physical in the post. And Mike White said, if that's not going to be you, then you're not going to play. Now all of a sudden, Braylon Bridges has realized, because of Mike White, that you can be a skilled big man and a physical big man at the same time. He's not. He's undersized. He's giving up inches to almost every guy that he's matched up against this year. But he's playing physically. He's Uh rebounding. He's playing great defense. And listen, the shot making and the creativity on offense has always been there for Braylon Bridges. But Mike White had to turn him into a complete basketball player. That's what's happening with people on this team at every position. Kerry Oquindo, a better basketball player this year than he was last year. Last year, he led the SEC in scoring. This year, a much better basketball player. Insanely well rounded all the way through. Again, he's winning games and he's playing as part of this team. And that's what's so incredible. Mike White has come in, and it does not take rah rah speeches. I mean, this is literally basic fundamental stuff that he is getting everybody to play. And the create the shot ability when need be, this is where teams get dangerous. Okay. Absolutely. When you have guys that can go get their shot, but also guys who play within a system. Now, if something breaks down, you're still going to get buckets, but more than likely, work the system it's going to be fine that's the default and that's what we have but also dudes that are playing tough to go get their shot it's quite incredible i'm just looking at some cities here daniel and we got like you know Mm. who's hosting those first and second round games i'm just looking at orlando florida that'd be fine i got some people in cali and sacramento that we can go see and stay with long flight look i'm just saying check out some hotels we might listen I think Georgia has a legitimate shot to make the NCAA tournament this year. And that is insane. Like, insane. 12 and 4 with wins over Auburn and Mississippi State already on the resume. And taking Florida to the mat at on the road. Place. Yeah. This, this is a really fun and sneaky good Georgia basketball team there's going to be plenty of opportunities in Stegman Coliseum to get wins more wins over tournament teams wins over ranked teams and Georgia's going to do it uh Mike White the Glenn Schumann of UGA basketball (laughs) I mean 
Mike White has been a head coach in the NCAA for like 20 years. So I'm not oh, sure. I just I just said a name. You said bringing the football people. I'm just saying. And that's sure. He's very good at his job. Is that what you mean? That's what I mean. <laughs> that's yeah. what you mean. Yep. Okay. Well, I'll take that. He's he's very good at his job. And I'm just telling you, don't let this basketball program get going, y'all. Don't let it get going. No, not with a guy who wants to be here. And I think, I think it's already left the station. Yeah, that we. Okay. Mm. Uh, this has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See ya.